Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen, your gardener for this season. (laughs) Yes, because today's episode is Lessons from the Garden. And no, this is not a podcast with seven tips on how to keep aphids off your plants or three miracle composting tricks. Although that could be another podcast in the future. <laughs> if I had time to start a third podcast. <laughs> um, no. So just so you know, um, this is one podcast, podcast numero uno, but um, I am starting a second podcast. So a third in the future. Uh, no, not going to happen. Uh, but no worries if you didn't know I was starting a second podcast. That's okay because I haven't really told very many people yet. Um, I've just felt a calling uh, from God the last few months to start a second podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, Miss Missy. I will be launching a uh, podcast that's it's not quite the opposite of this. It's not the antithesis of the Woman Inspired. Uh, it's also not uh, a gardening podcast. <laughs> It is an inspired, faith-based, inspirational ASMR podcast. Not sure what ASMR is. Well, it's basically a podcast that pleases your ears, helps you relax, and maybe even sleep. It's designed um, in word and sound to kind of help you de-stress and escape and release tension. Of course, if you want to know more about ASMR, I encourage some research on it, but be careful. Because as I found out from my own experience, it can be uh, a fantastic heart and mind reset, but there are also some fairly freaky, unsettling ASMR podcasts and videos out there. So my quest is to bring something to you all as a companion to this podcast, something that is inspirational, um, but totally okay to fall asleep during. Not that I know if you fell asleep during this episode anyhow, uh, but if you do, it's okay. I I can take it. I'll take it as a compliment and use that knowledge to fuel my new podcast, which will be titled Inspired ASMR. And again, if you decide to Google ASMR, and I encourage you to do so, don't do it until you finish listening to today's episode's Lessons from the Garden. All right. So today's episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast was inspired by my recent weeks in my garden. And so hopefully these pod quotes that I'm going to share with you right now will ring true for you, or at the very least make you go, hmm... I like that or I get it. All right. First one is anonymous. Uh, I have no idea who first quoted it, but here it is. Your mind is like a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. In it, you can grow flowers or in it, you can grow weeds. That's very good. I love it. It's it's kind of uh, simple and simplistic and sometimes I'm that way as well. So, all right. Um, The second one is a quote from George Washington Carver. Love this quote. Ready? I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station. That is not what he said. (laughs) Pardon my uh, stumbling over my tongue. We're going to restart that one. George Washington Carver said, I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour. If we will only tune in. I love that because that's often how I feel. I, I can look at nature. I can be outside. I can feel the wind. I can smell the rain. I can see birds flying and butterflies. And I just feel as if the Lord is speaking to me through it all. So that might not be everyone's experience. I have a friend who doesn't like nature. Well, she likes it through the windshield of her car. But other than that, she doesn't want to be out in it. But she still appreciates it. All right. 
And the first um, Bible passage I ever memorized is one of my other quotes today. It's from Isaiah 40, 31. God will not falter. He will support us always. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Love that one. Yes, I memorized that was when I was in high school. Uh, first thing I ever memorized uh, from the Bible. All right, so it is this season. So I just wanted to share with you a bit about what God washed over me Well, I was in the garden not long ago. This may turn into two podcast episodes. I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but you can rest assured that I will always, always respect your time because I'm thankful to everyone who tunes in, whether it's the day a new episode posts or weeks and months later, because like you, I feel that my time is valuable and I pray over, pray into and work hard to let the Holy Spirit guide me with every word that I speak and in every podcast episode. So I make sure that they aren't too long. Um, well, there are a host of varying opinions and ideas on how long a podcast should be. Most listeners who have commented about, about my podcast when asked have said that 25 to 30 minutes is just about right. So now exceptions can happen like last week's podcast that I recorded titled The Lender, The Bartender, and The Swami. Um, but it was just one of those stories that had to be told and, and no other amount of time would do it justice. So for those of you who tuned into that abnormally long podcast, I greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't heard it yet, I encourage you to make the time, even if you have to listen to it in two segments, uh, check it out. I don't think you'll be sorry. All right, then I shall launch into sharing now with you some pod quotes on my heart um, besides the one that I just shared with you. So here's one from Charles Bernard. Back in 1889, he said, you can bury any number of headaches in a garden. And I can relate to that because going out to the garden is solace for me. It's peaceful. It will, it will get rid of a headache for me a lot of times, but the fresh air, the sunshine or the cloudy skies, whatever it is on any given day seems to be what I need the most in that moment. I mean, I love how it works out that way for me. It's therapeutic. Yet, uh, when I first read this quote, I also thought, hmm, not only can you bury any number of headaches in the garden, but you could also bury any number of bodies in the garden. <laughs> Not that I have. I'm not saying I have. Don't call the cops on me. <laughs> just It was just one of those quirky things that had uh, entered my head. So I know that's bad. That's a whole other podcast, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but hey, that made me think of it. If you're uh, interested in real life murder stories wh where people bury bodies and crime solving is delved into, uh, but from maybe a Christian worldview, then look up um, the Unlovely Truth podcast. So uh, the Unlovely Truth podcast, I think you might like it. it. This is not an ad for it. No one's paying me. And I just, it just came to my head when I, when I said that it's just something that's in my brain because I met the podcast creator um, and the host and she's wonderful and she has a passion for finding truth and keeping people safe and getting to the bottom of things and investigative research. So anyway, just thought I'd put that out there because I'm, I'm, I'm along with the pod quotes today because um, it, some of these things just really hit my heart and I've been banking them in my brain ever since, uh, I had this experience in the garden that I wanted to share with you. So anyhow, on from bodies to another quote for you. Here's one from Audrey Hepburn to plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Oh, 
I absolutely love that. Do you all like that? I To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Think about it a while. I, I, I just think that's beautiful. All right. Well, I'm not sure about you, but where I live, it has been one hot summer. <laughs> it didn't start out that way. I mean, we had a, a long spring and a cool beginning to our growing season. It felt like it, it was going to take forever for fresh little sprouts and shoots to start popping up out of the soil in my garden. But well, and actually, um, due to the cold temperatures and so much rain, I purposely planted mine a little bit late. And then boom, all of a sudden, like a match to a pile of wood, the temperatures just they started climbing and climbing really fast. We had 90 plus degrees with high humidity nearly every day for weeks and weeks. And and while it's difficult in so many ways, it reminds me to be thankful for the seasons and the changes in the seasons because I know there are areas of the world that don't have seasons. Uh, I have another friend, when she first came to Kentucky, she said, you have weather. You, you have weather here because she, she came from an area where um, it was dry and desert most of the time. And we actually do have weather here. We have changing of the seasons and the, the temperatures, they ebb and they flow. So I, I try to remember when we have these really hot, hot stretches, uh, fall is a coming and so is winter. And I'm thankful for that. So, but I'm also thankful for every refreshing rain and every cloudy day that brings relief from the scorching sun. You know, not to mention every wonderful fruit and veggie that the sun is helping to nurture, nurture during those times. And and I know there's benefit to it. So um, I, I remember to be thankful for those leaves changing colors when they come and the smell of the snow before it starts to fall and the, the clear skies, even when it's really cold. Um, it's just it's just something to look forward to. And so I find that quote from Audrey Hepburn. Uh, beautiful and poignant and I apply it to my life to plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow but one of the things the the high temps and scorching sun has done is made it difficult for me to be in the garden for long hours at a time this year and I, I have to get up extremely early to beat the heat because if I don't then I can't help protect the the hard work my hands have already done I mean I, you have to be out there there's work that has to be done there's tending that has to be done you see if I if I went out to water the the squash and the cucumbers and the spinach then those tender leaves on those plants in the scorching full sun of 92 plus degrees by the time it got to afternoon what it would do is it would basically just steam the leaves. If, if I got anything wet, it would be like putting fresh spinach leaves or lettuce in a pot, adding some water and turning up the heat. It's going to damage or even kill those wonderful plants in the garden. So I have to make the effort to get up early in the morning before the sun reaches peak fire starter rate and go out to water. I also have zero tolerance for full sun, personally speaking. Um, that's just how my body is for various reasons. I am super sensitive to direct sunlight and I get overheated quickly. So yes, I know there are people who are nearly sun worshipers. They'd rather be out in the sun than any place else. And I'm definitely not one of those people. I love being outside, but my blood is thin. People I have hemophilia and blood gets even thinner when you're overheated. That tends to make me dizzy and feel like I'm going to pass out. So I have to be careful as should everyone in extreme high temperatures, by the way. But unfortunately, the way the temps have run has not been conducive to me getting to weed my garden and garden, uh, out there as well as I would like to. And that reminds me, I have some thoughts about keeping the weeds out of the garden and weeds out of your life and out of your spiritual life, but 
For now, I wanted to share with you, uh, first and foremost, an experience I had last week when I got up really early to go out in the garden to water and see what else I could do before it felt like the infernos of hell were getting ready to take over our planet. (laughs) So I was out trimming the tomato plants, you know, making sure the leaves at the bottom weren't touching the ground. And I was cutting off some big branches that needed pruning. And I kept hearing this noise. At first, I didn't know where it was coming from. It wasn't a, a, like a squawking noise, but it was sort of a squawking noise and it wasn't a whistle. It definitely wasn't a pleasing, songy kind of a sound. I kept looking around when I realized the noise was coming from above me, though, and I thought, God? No, no, I didn't think that. (laughs) Uh, But for a minute, I thought it might be some geese that live down our road. We live out in the country, and a a neighbor has a pond that these geese live on. At times throughout the year, they fly around and land in our backfield sometimes, but there, no, nope, there was no goose nor no gander. Um, it was semi-sunny out, so it was a bit difficult to see. So when I went back to my picking and pruning, I thought, oh, well, no big deal. And I just kind of got back in my own head and started pruning and pulling weeds and doing all the things that I love to do. And a few minutes later, though, I heard it again. And I thought, okay, this is just disrupting my garden time. <laughs> I don't like this. But at at that point, some clouds had slid in overhead and and I could see better. So when I looked up, what I saw was beautiful. I'm so thankful I didn't just ignore the noise and, you know, get caught up in what I was doing um, because I couldn't identify the noise. And so it was easy to just kind of block it out. No big deal. It's just the sound of being in the country. So, but It's easy to ignore something or someone when you don't recognize them or you aren't familiar with the sound or the circumstance or the face. I think we do that in lots of areas of our lives. We tend to tuck our heads or avert our eyes or stay in our own little world. Um, When I say we, I mean the human population at large, not necessarily all of us and not as much me most of the time. I mean, I have no idea why I'm not that way more, but if you've ever listened to very many of my podcasts, you'll be able to say without a shadow of a doubt that I am one of the first people in a situation to acknowledge it, pay attention to it, jump right in it, talk about it. And I don't avert my eyes or my ears. I actually think it's healthy to stay tuned into your surroundings and observe. Uh, and it's also compassionate and kind. You never know when someone might need your help and you never know when God might be trying to teach you a lesson through what's going on around you, which I think is a lot of what most of my podcast is about. So but sometimes I do get caught up in myself so much that I ignore my surroundings. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And when I'm in the garden, boy, I want to be tuned into the garden and just the peace of being in the garden. But it, the noise was not letting me. So I had my eyes and my ears in full attention mode and I was able to look up and see what was going on. I mean, in the beautiful skies above my garden, there was this really large bird. And I have no idea what kind it was. It was not an eagle. It was not a vulture. It was not that large. But it was a beautiful gray and blue bird. And it was swooping around overhead. And then it made it that kind of semi-squawking, calling, sharp tone a few times in a row. And then it flew lower. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I hope it doesn't dive bomb me. That was my first thought because... We have birds that lay eggs in the grass during certain seasons, and those little suckers 
kildees, I believe they're called, will dive bomb anyone or any animal or anything that comes near their eggs or their babies, understandably. But however, my husband said they have to stop it unless they want to fly down land and mow the grass for him. They just need to stop dive, by, <laughs> dive bombing him because that's what they do. And it, it can actually get a little bit scary. So it was not a kildee, very familiar with them, but still it was a beautiful bird. It didn't swoop down low enough to reach me, which I was thankful for, but it swooped down kind of in an arched pattern, first one direction, then another. And, it, and as it came up, it made that squawking bird calling noise. Like it would go down and it would come up and it would make that noise. And then suddenly from a little ways away, I saw another bird heading my direction. Um, it was a smaller bird and I thought, oh no, this larger bird is going to attack that small bird. I mean, I hate that. I mean, I do know it's nature. Birds of prey will prey on other birds. And I didn't know what kind of bird this was, but I, I didn't want to see that. And I definitely did not want it to have been right over my head, right over my garden. And But as the smaller bird got closer, the larger bird squawked even louder. And then it suddenly went higher up and came down kind of spiraling down in circular movements around the smaller bird. It was circling it. It went around and then around. And, and then I actually yelled, no, knock it off. <laughs> I mean, I did. I yelled. I, I'm sure it heard me, but it ignored me. Uh, but then I had to hush because it was one beautiful movement um, in that one swooping kind of circling movement I, I could see what was finally, finally see what was going on. It, the bird put me in my place because <laughs> it wasn't attacking the small bird. It was helping it. The large bird circled around and around the smaller one till it eventually got up under it and it lifted it up. Now, I don't know if this was a baby bird and that was, that was its mother or father, or this was an injured bird that another bird was helping, but you could see it actually lift the other bird up on its own wings and kind of push it up and then it would release it and allow it to fly higher. And then they moved in one direction slowly bit by bit as the bigger bird kept squawking and then it would circle again and then it would get under and lift up the smaller bird again and then it would do it again. And it, it did it probably... I don't know, for several minutes, I just stood there and watched it and it kept circling it. And as the smaller bird would go down a little bit, the larger bird would circle, go underneath it and lift it up. And, and it kept going on. This was probably a good five minutes that the smaller bird and the bigger bird flew off around at each other until they flew off together. Uh, it was literally beautiful. I was overcome with emotion. It was one of the most beautiful and touching things I've seen in nature. I just stood there for I don't know how long staring at the sky. And I thank God for letting me get a little glimpse of that beauty. Now, I'm surrounded by all kinds of beauty in the garden. Not to brag, I didn't create the flowers or the herbs and the vines that grow, grow vegetables on them. But I do plant the seeds and I water them and I nurture them and I try to keep them safe from critters. So I love being in the garden to enjoy that natural beauty that's around me. I still ooh and awe ah every time something grows. It's a miracle. It's amazing how our, how our creator, our heavenly father made all these things to work so well together. 
in unison. I mean, the bees and the ants that pollinate, the ladybugs that eat the aphids, the the butterflies that come to pollinate when the bees are, are have died out. I mean, the wind that blows that keeps the tomato blossoms self-pollinating and rains that come to water the plants, the sun, it comes out to help grow these plants. And then the clouds that help protect them from getting too much direct sunlight when it gets too hot. It all, all of it, it all amazes me. The beauty in it is something that never ceases to make me feel thankful for it. But the birds that I saw that day, that was a different kind of beauty. And the scene I saw in, in that sky, that beautiful scene, it instantly made me think of the scripture in Psalm 91, four that says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. I don't know if you're familiar with that verse. I was, I was, and I have been, and yet it wasn't a clear picture in my head and my heart until I saw the birds that day. I've known that scripture for many years, but that's what I see now when I think of that scripture. We're told that God will cover us with his feathers and under his wings, we can find refuge. And I saw this bird with my own eyes stretch out its wings and use its feathers to shield and to protect and to lift up that smaller bird. In God's faithfulness, that's what he can do for us. And in his wisdom, he gave us a picture in his word of what that might look like something that we can relate to something that we can see with our own eyes. Like I saw that day in the garden, but sometimes we hear a verse, a a promise in the word or a saying so often that it gets to where it goes in one ear and out the other. We don't let it sit long enough inside us to form a picture in our minds or grow deeper in our hearts. So then there are times like that day in the garden when God illuminates through his creation, a truth that we've been told that perhaps we hadn't quite grasped a hold of, or maybe even we never truly believed. That scripture from Psalm 91, four also says that his faithfulness will be our shield and a rampart. Do you know what a rampart is? It's a protective barrier. It's literally defined as a protective barrier. God is faithful to us. And in that we know that he is our protection, a barrier from what can happen to us from the harm that can happen. If If we allow him to cover us, if we allow him to be that barrier, because we do have a choice in it. You know, that smaller bird could have squawked back, flitted around, or or it could have zigged and zagged or brushed off the wings of the larger bird that was trying to protect it and care for it. It had a choice, but had it chosen to push the larger bird away, it clearly would have fallen to the ground and maybe become injured or died. Instead, it chose to accept the help to be protected, to be lifted up so that it could fly. I'm thankful because I also saw in that vision in the sky, uh, a, a picture and a truth from Psalm 37, 23, 24. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. And yet God knows how imperfect we are. And that if we do our part, you know, we just do our very best and we rely on him in the process, then if we do fall, which happens, we're imperfect, right? If we do fall, he will still come lift us up and help us to fly again. I know he has for me and I know without a shadow of a doubt 
that he can for you as well. So if you're in a place like that now, I pray that you will not give up because in Psalm, again, in Psalms, and I think it's, um, Psalm 145 verse 14, it says the Lord helps the fallen and those bent beneath their loads. So if you're feeling heavy right now, um, and that's caused you to stumble and fall and, and stop and be in a place where you're not supposed to be, he's got you. All you have to do is accept that help from him and that guidance from him, that direction, that strength, that peace, uh, that movement, allow him to be your barrier protection, allow him to be your rampart. Um, and Psalm 118, 13 through 14 says, I was pushed hard. So I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So you're not alone. I know sometimes we feel like we are like, okay, so maybe somebody doesn't know exactly minute by minute, month by month, year by year, what you're going through, but you're still not alone. Number one, you've got the Lord, if you so choose. Um, but number two, we're all going through something. We all go through stuff. I mean, it says right here in Psalms, I was pushed hard, so I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So I want to encourage you today to embrace the lessons that you learned from the creation God lovingly made and put all around us. I mean, all you have to do is open your eyes and your heart, open your spiritual discernment and take the lessons that he's giving you on a daily basis to heart. Those are some of the ways he transforms your mind by allowing each of us to see him in all things and to learn from even the simplest of sights or sounds that he's with us no matter what. And that sometimes he will even swoop down and he'll cover you in his wings and lift you up. I pray that you're able to learn a lesson from my experiences as a gardener and that you haven't minded me sharing more about what's going on around my garden rather than merely what's growing in it. Of course, it's not like I can share the bountiful harvest of tomatoes and okra through this podcast, but I can share about the beautiful ways God speaks to me as I tend to them. And so I believe I will have another podcast episode of Lessons from the Garden. But for today, I just want to thank you for joining me in this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. If you're looking for more info about uh, this podcast or how to schedule me to speak at your next event, your retreat or your conference, which I love, love, love to do, you can go over to womaninspired.com and all my information is there and you can contact me through that website. And my social media information is there. But if you want to check me out on Instagram, just look for One Woman Inspired. That's the number one, followed by Woman Inspired. And if you love this podcast, my guess is that you will also love other podcasts available at accessmorenow.org. Um, Access More has so many faith-based podcasts that are uplifting and insightful by a lot of great uh, Christian leaders and inspirational folks out there today. So if you want to check out some more, hop over to access now, access more now.org. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a blessed day.